You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming. We are so glad to have you guys joining in with us today. Each week that we drop an episode, we love when we get to see where our listeners are listening. And we wanted to give a special shout out to our listeners in France. Thanks for tuning in every week. We have an insightful topic for today's episode, and it is regarding apologies. And apologies are essential for maintaining healthy relationships. And today, let's take a deep dive into what all that means for each one of us. Maybe you are very well versed at apologizing when it's necessary and delivering a very empathetic apology. Maybe it's something that does not come natural to you. Well, I was going to say in my experience, in my own life, apologizing has always been something that I struggled with. It's always been something that I will admit right off the bat that I've never been always the best at. And it hasn't been until the past 10 years that I've really started to lean into why I have a hard time apologizing and trying to look at my reasons that I have a hard time apologizing. But I do think that it's common. I know if you think about children, when they do something wrong and they're asked to apologize, a lot of times kids do not want to apologize because admitting that you are wrong is really hard sometimes. It's incredibly difficult no matter what age that you are. Absolutely. So first and foremost, one common reason is ego. And our ego often gets in the way of apologizing. We fear that admitting our mistakes or taking responsibility for our actions in some way will make us appear weak or inferior. And we want to protect our self-image. It could be that we're avoiding feeling vulnerable. And it also takes a lot of courage to set the ego aside and genuinely apologize, acknowledging that we're imperfect. You're right. The ego, it is always, it's the part of our psychological body that is protective of ourself. Just like the amygdala and is always on the lookout for danger to keep our bodies safe so that we stay alive. The ego is like, I want you to live and I want you to be able to survive psychologically. Oftentimes the ego, when we've done something wrong, even if we know we've done something wrong, and sometimes people don't feel like they did anything wrong, and that's a whole different topic. But if you know that you did something wrong, you even still can't apologize because your ego is tied up with guilt and shame and feelings of self-worth and deciding that if I apologize, then I'm basically, like you said, being vulnerable and I'm, I'm basically showing my soft underbelly and I'm showing that I'm weak. Another factor that can hinder apologies would be pride. And I think you're kind of hitting on pride a little bit. We might have a deep seated belief that we're always right or that our actions were justified. That's a big one, right? When you truly believe that your actions are justified and you've got the other person sitting across from you wanting an apology, that's a hard one. So in these kinds of cases, apologizing actually feels like you're admitting to guilt or that you are having to surrender to something that you fully believe you had the right to do or say. And so our pride can blind us sometimes to the impact of our words. It can blind us sometimes to how our actions are affecting others and it can make it very 
very difficult for us to see the need for the apology right there in that moment. And so if you were listening to our previous episode last week about stillness and sitting in these moments of solitude and reflection, it might take that kind of moment for you and days, weeks may pass for you to come around to really believing that you do owe someone an apology for something. Well, when you gain clarity. And that is one thing I think that sometimes people will not apologize because they think by apologizing that they're absolving the other person of any part in whatever it was that took place. If it was a miscommunication or something that was a back and forth, I know sometimes in my case, I should say, if I apologize, then I'm taking on the full responsibility when it's a shared responsibility. And that's not our responsibility. Well, I think the greater you are at communicating to whomever you have the disagreement with where an apology is needed or expected, the more clarity you can have and direct transparency with that person, that eliminates the amount of fear that you might have about giving in or, like you said, letting them off the hook, so to speak. Don't you agree? I think what we're focusing on today, primarily the situations, are people that are really meaningful in our lives. It's easy to give an apology to someone that you bumped into at the store or whatever. We're not talking about those kinds of apologies. We're talking about our inner relationships, our inner... meaningful relationships that we have in our life. And that's why it is sometimes difficult to really give an empathetic apology because there's a long history there. There may be patterns of behavior and it becomes ingrained in us that this is the same behavior that has happened over and over and we have a lower tolerance for offering empathy and apologies. Do you, would you agree with that? I do and I think because oftentimes what people will do, especially in long-term relationships or long-standing relationships of whatever kind, platonic, you know, romantic, is that they'll say, I'm sorry you feel that way. And that's <laughs> really not an apology. No, it's 100% that's not an apology. That's actually fighting words, right? Exactly. That's like, oh yeah, then let's go yeah, toe I'm sorry that it's almost saying like, I'm sorry that you're so sensitive that you took what I said as an affront. But I think that a sincere, authentic apology can, what it does is it validates a person's feelings and their experience. It reduces the emotional distress and it can even increase feelings of self-worth in both people because you, you're willing to let go of ego. You're willing to let go of pride. You're willing to let go of all of those things that keep you at odds with somebody that keep you separate, in other words. So when you can have a genuine, authentic apology, it can really bring you closer to somebody because you're letting go of all those barriers that you put up between yourself and the other person. Well, we can't control how someone perceives our apology or lack of. It's their decision to accept it. It's their decision to reciprocate if they feel like sometimes when you are in an intimate relationship and you give an apology, sometimes it is this unwritten thing that you expect them to go, oh, I'm sorry too. Or to say, okay, thank you. But our poli- our, our apology shouldn't have strings attached to it. Right. If you're giving a sincere apology, you should be giving it without the expectation that they have to accept it and that they have to give one back in return. And I know that's hard too. And that's why we have this fear around apologizing because what if the other person won't forgive us? What if the other person rejects our apology? Whoa, that is really some difficult emotions to sit with, isn't it? So maybe that might be a stumbling block for why someone would withhold an apology. If they've had that experience in the past, especially if it's a relationship where you have apologized in the past and you've gotten that kind of response, then you're going to be less likely to give her an apology. There's also something that is called the magnitude gap, which is where, let's say you wronged someone in some way, 
and you don't really think it's that big of a deal, but the other person really does. But you can't, just because you don't think it's a big deal and they do, that doesn't diminish their feelings, right? right. So you can't just say, well, why, why are you all bent out of shape? It's not a big deal. To them it is. If they're bringing it up and if it's Well, that's gaslighting when you're trying to tell someone what they're experiencing isn't what they're experiencing. Right. That's not a good way to handle it. So apologies aren't meant to change the past, but they are meant to change us in that present moment and hopefully change future behaviors. And apologizing doesn't always mean that you're admitting that you're wrong about something. It just means that you value the relationship more than you value your ego or your pride. Definitely. Well, I think that the biggest mistake you can make is make the mistake of not apologizing because if you're apologizing for a mistake, the mistake is... We're all imperfect and so it's okay to... To make mistakes. And acknowledge that you made the mistake. Actually, you are a stronger... You have a stronger sense of self, I think, when you can admit that you made a mistake. But that is something that I think is really hard because we don't really learn that as we're growing up. It's like we're punished for mistakes, I think, oftentimes. I mean, sometimes, but I don't agree all the time. It depends on your family dynamic. It depends on what you're, who you're surrounded by, what kind of environment you're in. I wouldn't say that as a blanket statement. Well, I think it depends on the way that you grew up with your parents if mistakes were allowed. And I know that in my own house growing up, my dad was not tolerant of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so then that would cause shame with mistakes. It would cause guilt with mistakes and hiding of mistakes and not accepting responsibility for mistakes, not taking the step to apologize because you don't want to call attention to it. You're hoping it'll be going well, that, that's dialing into this not wanting to apologize because there would be consequences around that apology. And that's what you're kind of alluding to. Well, or just consequences for mistakes that you don't want to make a mistake if you know you're going to be berated or punished for a mistake that was a true mistake. Hmm. The other thing that I think is interesting too sometimes is one thing that people do is like let's just give an example of if you hurt a friend's feelings and she comes to you and you get really defensive then you can instead of listening to the person our first or my first reaction usually is to go on defense I mean it's just ingrained in me just because of the way I was brought up family dynamics all of that and going on the defensive and by going on the defensive then you're not allowing yourself to let that other person to express their feelings and to validate their feelings and then allow it to move forward from there so then what happens sometimes is people and when I say people I mean me get defensive and then we get passive aggressive almost like where or maybe not passive aggressive isn't the right word but we get defensive and it shuts it down because you can't you can never have a healthy dialogue when you're on the defense I don't think because you're constantly trying to protect yourself and not allow yourself to be vulnerable and not allow yourself to be open because you're feeling like you have to take care of yourself and be make sure that you're not being harmed, quote unquote. Well, I do agree with you that the emotions that you're describing can be really challenging to confront and sit with those. And that defensiveness would block us from being vulnerable. And so an apology requires us to be vulnerable. And an apology is a willingness to show up and own your own mistakes if there were mistakes, even if there weren't mistakes, to own your part in the situation and to really ultimately the goal is to make amends, not to keep score of who's apologizing, who's not. And also, you know, it's important to remember that apologies are subjective. So you may or may not think that my apology is genuine or not, but I can't control whether you believe me or not, right? I feel like we can't control how someone perceives our apology. All we can do 
is show up fully and give the most honest apology that we can and be okay with that. And ultimately, it's up to the other person to decide or not. Right. If we're giving an authentic apology, that's the only thing that we can do. Like you said, we have no control over how it's perceived. We have no control over whether the person accepts it or not. And then we have to just become unattached to the outcome of that. We give our apology earnestly and ask, will you please forgive me? And then the other person has to make the decision of whether they can or not. And then I think the next step after that is rebuilding trust and also demonstrating change through our actions. So the apology is just the tip of the iceberg. If there's a pattern of behavior or whatever that keeps happening and you keep having to apologize over and over, are we looking at ways that we can change our actions so that we can stand by whatever words with integrity and improve and grow so that we don't keep repeating the same pattern or whatever. So actively working on changing whatever behavior presented itself. To make you have to make the apologies so that you don't do the same thing over and over and have to keep apologizing for the same behavior. And maybe, you know, each time, what for whatever reason, you know, I've had to apologize to you for things before. You've had to apologize to me. Just very simple things. And sometimes in looking back, then we give each other a little bit of space Mm -hmm. and then we can each reflect and then we really do appreciate that I know it took courage to apologize. I know it took courage for me to apologize and I respect you enough to give you space to let each one of us receive it and reflect on it and basically what I learned from each and every experience when I apologize is to be sincere, Mm -hmm. to show up fully as my most authentic self, take responsibility for my part in whatever it was, whether it was a misunderstanding or wherever, even if that person felt like it was intentional, right? I know that I'm not like I like you said acknowledging or maybe agreeing 100% wholeheartedly with whatever their perspective was of the situation. But I'm just demonstrating through my act of giving an apology that I care about this relationship and that you matter to me. You're great at that too. (laughs) I have to tell you, you are. It has taken a lot of work. It really has. And every single word that you and I have both shared today is powerful in that we're expressing to every listener that it is hard. Oh yeah, we are not diminishing (laughs) that apologizing is hard. No matter how old you are. No, it always is. I don't know that it ever gets easier. It's just something though, you can still be, you can be bad at apologies and still give them. Or, you know, they can be uncomfortable. They can be just outside of your comfort zone and you still do them if you want to have a meaningful relationship with the person that you're giving an apology to. I mean, if you don't care about that person and you don't want to have a relationship and you don't want to rebuild trust, then you don't have to apologize. But if you're constantly cutting people out of your life, then I always say if you're the person that always the one that has say an expiration date on friendships you have to look at who's the the common denominator right Right. is it you is it is it you and that's a hard when you get that mirror held up to you and you're like oh wait it's me Well, I wanted to share, because like I always do, I love to share poems and quotes, and this is a poem of apology. In moments where remorse fills the air, a poem of apology I shall share. With words sincere and from the heart, I seek forgiveness, a brand new start. 
In humble verse, my soul unveils the weight of guilt it deeply trails. For in my actions, I caused you pain. Now I write these lines, your trust to regain. Like the rising sun after a stormy night, let my words be a beacon shining bright. I apologize for the hurt I've caused through thoughtless words or actions flawed. In this poem's embrace, I take your hand. With sincerity, my remorse shall stand. I acknowledge the pain that I've bestowed and seek redemption on this heart felt road. For apologies are like gentle rain. They can wash away the lingering strain. They hold the power to heal and mend, to restore what once seemed to have no end. I vow to learn, to grow, to change, to cherish our bond and rearrange. I'll listen and understand and empathize to build anew where trust can never die. So please accept this poem as my plea, a humble act from the depths of me. With every syllable, I hope you find a path to forgiveness so pure and kind. For in the realm of heartfelt art, apologies find their precious start. May this poem bring solace and peace and our relationship forever released. Who wrote that? It it says unknown. I love that. That was very beautiful. I have a funny one I want to share that I've read this quote. Dan Heiss said, when you realize you've made a mistake, make amends immediately. It's easier to eat crow while it's warm. I love it. So there you have it, guys. The yin and the yang exactly. of apologizing. Yes. You, can go, you can go deep or you can go funny. Well, we hope you guys got something from today's episode. As always, we would love for you to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. What that does is that moves us up in the algorithm on the podcast platform so that more listeners can hear us. You can always go to our website, midlifestateofmindpodcast.com to find out more about Belinda and myself. Our podcast is a place where we can inspire each other to make positive changes and embrace all that midlife has to offer. Thank you for joining us on this midlife journey. Bye now. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.